0: The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I am Kyle Jones, and it is almost as of this recording, May. And what happens usually in May and all of space and time? Flowers. Atlanta. What now? Oh, Atlanta! Atlanta, <laughs> Of course, Atlanta. So I would like to welcome back our Alan Seiler. So how is coming out of lockdown, Maybe.
1: For you? I've I've been unlocked down, but very cautious uh, for quite a while. Back at work, I mean, I work. I do a library job, so I've been at work for eight, nine months now. And, you know, I still grocery shop and things like that, so it's not too bad. You know, there's no travel, there's no convention, so that's kind of a drag, and I'm looking forward to that getting uh, started back up again. And my band hasn't performed in a year, and that's a drag, so I can't wait for us to play again. You know, Other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I would also like to welcome back, and I'm going to start locally and then go further away. I'm going to start Clarence Brown. Welcome back. How are you?
2: Oh, well, man. Uh, always glad to be back on for another podcast with you guys and happy to talk it out with Alan.
0: Lee Shackelford. It wouldn't be discussing who without a Lee Shackelford. So, Lee
3: Shackelford, how are you? Uh, Mr. Brown speaks for me. Just glad to be talking with you guys and... Uh, Especially glad to have Alan as a guest once again to talk about uh, Hulanta. I said before we started recording that I would have
0: to work it in some way. So I'm going to say for anyone listening <laughs> if you have never heard of Hulanta, if you have no idea that Hulanta exists, that used to occur live in Atlanta, Georgia, but now <laughs> occurs virtually all over everywhere. Don't put us on pause. Continue listening, because from this moment forward, spoilers.
3: Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers.
2: Spoilers?
1: What's well, spoilers? And I killed Sparky, too.
0: <laughs> A very weird spoiler warning has gone out. So, Alan, how are you? Who 2021? <laughs> Tell us about him.
1: Okay, well, let's see. Uh, This goes back to last May. You know, everything started like in super lockdown, uh, you know, mid to late March last year. At that time, nobody knew how long all this was going to go on and nobody knew that they were still going to be locked down for months. May comes rolling around and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see like some convention type things happening in the virtual realm. And I thought well, we could do that. You know, May is the time of year when we normally do our convention. And and why don't we just do a, a virtual one? And uh, so I, you know, this was like, I think the beginning of May that I had this brainstorm come into my, you know, dumb head. And I thought, well, let's just, you know, I have no idea how to do this. I have zero idea. So I had to figure it out. I I figured it out and I, you know, kind of put out on my Facebook page, hey, what if we did a virtual Hulanta? And I got an overwhelmingly positive response to that. So I thought, all right, well, let's do it. So I basically had about three weeks to gather up some guests, you know, put a panel or two together. Uh, I had a couple of performers who contacted me and said, hey, we would love to be involved. So it all just kind of fell together very organically in a pretty quick amount of time. And this year rolls around and, you know, we're at the point now where we, you know, vaccines are rolling out and, you know, we're starting to come out of the the darkness, basically. But not to the point where large gatherings are still a good idea. So I thought, well, you know, last year was a big success. So let's just do it again this year. I had that great brainstorm maybe uh, two months before the date. So I've got more time to put it together. So we're going to use that time to come up with some new ideas and do some new angles. When we did this last May, there really wasn't much like this going on. There was a couple of things starting to happen, Mm -hmm. but, you know, there really wasn't uh, a whole lot of virtual conventions. So it was kind of brand new territory. So I'm looking forward to uh, taking what we did last year and expanding on it.
2: Yes, it's kind of funny how the whole world really has changed in that aspect. We've just gotten used to online everything so it's gonna be cool to see you know all the learnings from that that you incorporate back into the next version
1: the basic technology that i'm using is different than what i did last year um last year i used zoom which you know has its limitations and it doesn't connect directly to facebook and youtube and that kind of stuff and you have to have a third party that sort of takes the signal from the one thing and then translate it over to the other thing. And I had to figure all that nonsense out. And now I've got something else that, you know, works far better and is much more flexible and I'm, I'm excited to do new things with it this year. But yeah, this, this whole year has been such a huge learning experience for everybody. You know, I mean, Think of the people that have never done Zoom conferences before. Like, everyone does them now. Everyone has had to get used to, you know, like I I work at a library. We have book groups. You know, most of the book groups are older folks, and uh, they're used to meeting in person. That's their social outlet. And they had to get used to doing Zoom, doing virtual book groups, and they've all now been doing them for a year and, you know, and it's such a great thing because I'm looking forward to seeing how we can incorporate all this stuff. Once we are reopened, like uh, like society is fully reopened, mm-hmm. you can do these things where you can have in-person and virtual. So if you can't make it to a book group, you can, you know, stay at home if you're sick or whatever, can't get out of the house, and, and you can still participate. So I think that it's really exciting how this has really opened up new vistas for interaction. Technology is a great
3: thing. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, as long as it's on your side, it's there. Yeah. You go. <laughs> in my church, we were concerned that we were going to lose members.
1: Absolutely,
3: sure. You know, because we were going to have to move online. We've right. grown. We've actually grown. And there are some people who are saying they don't want to. They don't want that. don't want it to ever end. Right. And in the live theater, we're we're finding the same thing. There are people who are really adapting to creating theater events online, which is, you know, essentially what you're doing. Yeah, true. But um, I just had a ball last year. And so if you're promising it's going to be better, (laughs) I've just... Well, I never said better. You didn't didn't say better. You said different. (laughs) Yeah. I hope That's right. I'm not going (laughs) to... There isn't a a money-back guarantee on that.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's all free, so, you know...
3: Then Then there is a money-back guarantee.
1: You can have your free right back if you... Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this question. If you could... Tell me the one thing you took away after all was said and done. The evening was over. It's the end of the day. You know, you're tired. You've gone through all of this. What was the best experience that you personally had that came out of that? Mm. Mm. That's what was most uh, uh, rewarding to you.
1: The the feedback. You know. Oh, here's the thing. This happened, it was exactly a a year from when we're doing it this year. It was uh, May 30th, I guess it was. It was a a really, really awful time because, you know, all the stuff with George Floyd and all, you know, that whole situation erupted, you know, that week. And uh, there started to be protests and stuff uh, in different places. And so this was, we did it on Saturday, Friday. A big protest happened in Atlanta as uh, the Friday went on and it went into the night. It was become it turned into violence, you know, burnings and, you know, destruction and all this kind of stuff. And it was I mean, I was like, do we even still do what we were planning to do tomorrow? It just seemed like it was such a insensitive sort of like culturally inappropriate thing to do to sit here and have. Talks about Doctor Who and stuff like that when there's all this, all this hurt and all this strife and all this anger that's just being poured out. And I was like, I mean, I was really stressed out. I didn't know if what I was doing, if we went ahead with doing it on Saturday, if that would be wrong or not, you know? So I was really, I guess the best part of it was that uh, I got, we got so much positive feedback from it that people were like, thank you so much for doing this. It, it helped, you know, with everything that's been going on. This was, this was a, uh, this was a help to me. And, and I was like, shoo, <laughs> because I was afraid that we were going to get like negative feedback for just being horribly, horribly wrong. And that didn't happen. So I guess that's my big takeaway. All
0: right. So mm-hmm. Clarence and Lee disagree with me or add to, if you, wish, but looking at it from the other side, we go away from the other side the year before, you know, physical go to Atlanta Hulanta and go yeah. away knowing that we're going to take a break. So not only are we thinking, you know, there's not going to be a Hulanta in twenty twenty, we have yeah. twenty twenty happen. And then you get this gift of, ooh, Hulanta you know, you see what I'm saying? It was a back oh, to yeah. normalcy, but also a escape route or an escape route from everything that was going on externally guys. What do you think? Oh,
3: absolutely. I, I, I don't, I can't imagine anybody, you know, accusing Alan of fiddling while Rome burns or what, you know, it, it was, I think we all just felt it was a blessed room. And, you know, cause I was prepared for there to never be another Hulanta, And then yeah. of all things, it was sort of a gift of the pandemic that, uh, we figured out how to move
1: it online exactly uh, we we had been planning on taking a break for at least that year and and then being in lockdown gave us the ability to do it again in a year that wasn't expected for one to happen so in that sense it was it really was an exciting thing to do
2: yeah it, it definitely had to be a relief for a lot of people when the world's falling apart you know around them whether it's covid or you know the george floyd uh, situation yeah uh, I remember us talking about it. We were happy. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are ready for this. We are here for it. So yeah, thank thanks for you just just being there and being an outlet. And you know, before we move
0: into 2021, let me say the the level of of comfort that your guest had is is something to be said as Hulanta for being the planning that you guys have done in the past, because it felt like I was watching two friends just have a chat, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I I appreciate you saying that since I had such a short amount of time to put it together. The first people that I contacted were all people that I'm friends with, you know, on, uh, you know, on good relationship with, so it ended up being Colin Baker and Sophie Aldred and Rachel Talalay and Dominic Glenn and all these people that I have a, a good relationship with because, A, I, I was pretty sure they would say yes, and B, I knew that if I had those people, the conversation would be easy and fun, and we know each other enough that we can have that sort of comfort level. At least on that, in that sense, it worked out nicely. Plus, it was any excuse to get to hang out with those folks again. and sure. I adore every one of them. So,
3: <laughs> I, I don't know if this uh, if this is the kind of thing that Kyle wanted to say for later. But I got to tell you, Alan, I, I don't think I got a chance to tell you last year. My favorite, favorite thing of the whole of the whole day was just the fact that we were talking to Sophie Aldred. And just as Kyle says, the two of you were just chatting because you're pals, you know. But she had something in another room that she wanted to show us. Do you yeah. remember this? So she just picked up her laptop, and we got yeah. a quick tour of the inside of her house. <laughs> just like, yeah. OMG, this never happens <laughs> when we're <laughs> right.
0: And it can't like, happen, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, it can't happen in person.
3: Right? right. Yeah. No, that's it. There's no way.
1: <laughs> the interesting thing about you know when we go back to doing in-person conventions is we've done uh, you know a thing here here and there like this. You know, like when we're at Hulanta in person, we would have someone Skype in for an interview or Zoom in for an interview or whatever. We didn't do a whole lot of it because the technology is sort of iffy, you know, because you never know when you're in a ballroom if you're going to get a good Wi-Fi signal or whatever. There's always some factor that makes it difficult to work around. And I'm really looking forward to doing more of this when we have in-person you know because there's there's plenty of people that you want to have as guests that either can't make it for whatever reason uh they their their travel plans don't work out whatever, but you would love to still have them involved in some way, so I'm looking forward to incorporating this a lot more once we get back to business as usual
0: so let's talk twenty twenty one and I know you know it's still early, but mm-hmm. if you were to tell us something as like the proverbial word is, spoilers, if you could tell us something, what could you give us some hints? What's to come?
1: The format will be very similar to last year where we'll do, um, I think last year we did one fan panel. We're going to at least do two this year. Um, We'll have some guests uh, who will uh, be talking about whatever their respective areas are. Um, I've got a couple of people lined up. Uh, for hopefully a four-person topic. And so two of the four people are confirmed, and the other two I'm still waiting for an answer from, so I don't want to say what that is. Um, But we're also, you know, last year we did a couple of performances, um, and this year we're going to expand that a little bit. Uh, There is going to be a puppet show uh, with my friends who run uh, Felt Nerdy, they do a lot oh, of yeah. the local conventions and have done Hulanta for the past however many years. So they're going to do a, a, a puppet show that's going to be probably at the beginning of the day. And then there's another thing that we're working on. It's, it's, it's a complicated thing, and it's in the works. And I don't want to say too much about it, but I will say it's a play.
0: Oh, Mm. that's right. (laughs) Interesting.
1: Uh, Who cares? (laughs) Interesting. Says the playwright. Yeah. Yeah. Live theater, who cares? (laughs) Um, So beyond that, uh, last year, uh, the, the thing that was the most challenging for what we were trying to do last year is recreating the... The attendees in-person experience, Uh, you know, when you come to a con, you get to hang out with your friends and you get to go to the con suite together and you go to panels together and you, you know, whatever. So recreating that was, you know, obviously the hard part. So we we put up um, in addition to the panels and stuff that we were running throughout the day, we put up a couple of things on our Facebook page. One was a a post. A dedicated post that we called our dealers' room, so uh, dealers could post their stuff in there. People who were viewing can go through, you know, can scroll through the posts and find, you know, shops that they want to visit or whatever. And the other one was uh, we called our masquerade, so that cosplayers could post pictures of themselves, you know. And so you would have at least that little bit of uh, interaction. So this year we are going to uh, we're gonna, hopefully. Hopefully, we're going to move our masquerade into a virtual event. We're going to do that by, again, hopefully, um, cosplayers submitting videos of themselves as if they're doing a masquerade. And if you watched any of the virtual DragonCon last year, this is the model that they used. People submitted videos of themselves as entries into the masquerade. It was all edited together and it was hosted by uh, the two hosts. Live. So that's what we're going to do. And it's going to be uh, if if you're familiar with Hulanta, then you'll know Lieutenant Moxie Magnus. Oh, yeah. She is going to host the masquerade and we will show the videos of the folks who have submitted to participate. So it's going to be a whole new thing for us. And I'm excited about it.
0: Oh, that is too
1: cool. And now that all depends on us getting submissions, (laughs) getting people to actually video themselves and send it in. So hopefully we'll have a good turnout for it, but I think that's going to be a line. So it's things like that that we're trying to um, really change the way that we did them last year. I'm also hoping to improve the way that we can take audience participation panels, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But, but we're gonna we're gonna find new ways to actually get people to ask questions live in panels.
3: I, I am. For one reason or another, I'm doing a lot of events now where I'm speaking to a a large group of people on Zoom, and it is maddening to to guess what people are thinking. Or yeah, uh, and yeah, if you can if you can crack this one,
1: <laughs> I I want to I want to know how it works because I've got um, an idea. Well, yeah. uh, you know, last last year we uh, as people as you know as the uh, Facebook live stream. each panel was going out Mm -hmm. people could comment you know and they chat around and we would take ones that were actual questions for the guests and we and i would ask the guests i would say you know person x would like to know and then uh for a couple of them we took questions ahead of time so i did a post a day or so early and said hey if you you know, if you watch our discussion with um, Rachel Talalay, what would you like to ask her? And mm-hmm. so we got some questions that way. Um, I've got an idea of how I can make it more interactive this time. That's
3: great because so
1: yeah. we'll be on that later.
3: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you you have left yourself enough time to really right. work the bugs out. That's
1: Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because... This can be done much more quickly. In-person convention, you work on all year long because you have to, I mean, the, the guest search takes a lot of time because you have to go through a lot of people. You know, you have to go through people who then say, oh, something's come up and I can't make it. And you have to go through a lot of that. Once you get someone who can commit, then it takes a long time to do the contract, And once you get the contract worked out, then it takes another long time to work out flights and stuff like that. So in amongst that, you're promoting, you're uh, working with your staff because you have like, you know, we had seven or eight different uh, programming tracks and every one of them had to get their schedule down. And I mean, it's so much work. Last year was a breeze. I mean, once I figured out the technology, all the pieces fell together quickly. So you know, it, it takes a lot less time out of your year to do one virtual event. So it wasn't as much decompression afterward as it as it does, you know, when you're doing an in-person event.
0: So for everyone listening, Hulanta Virtual TARDIS 2021 is May 29th from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So name your top. Two. If I were to ask you, name the top two non-Doctor Who projects, what would they be?
1: Okay. Can I do three? Oh, you can do three. Do Go for it. I'll do three quickly. Or maybe four. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, so right now I'm uh, about six weeks or so into, maybe longer, maybe two months into uh, a new Star Trek podcast. It's called Earth Station Trek Star Trek is my second biggest passion, uh, in addition to, uh, Doctor Who and my, actually my Star Trek fandom predates Doctor Who by a year, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. So we're doing this new podcast and, uh, we just recorded an episode right before I came on line with you guys talking about the first officers in this episode. Uh, so that goes out on Mondays And you can find that on, uh, you can look for Earth Station Trek on Facebook. Find our group, join our group. We would love that. Uh, The other thing is um, I'm in a band. Um, I'm a drummer. I'm a huge music nerd. And I'm in a heart tribute band called Hardisons. And we have not done a concert in a year. And I'm ready for us to start playing out again. And uh, we're going to be starting rehearsals up pretty soon. So that's, uh, that's a thing. And I also am an author. So I've got books and I've got a small publishing company. And I do a lot of stuff with that. And I'm in the last part of the process of um, two new books coming out from uh, two different authors. One a first-time author and one a published author and editor.
0: Of those podcasts, so I know you've done a lot of live events, but this is your first podcast podcast. Yeah,
1: am I correct? That's absolutely right. So how are you enjoying being a podcaster? Oh my god, I love it! You know, it, it, after after doing uh, the virtual Hulanta last year, I was like, dude, I have just got bitten by the bug, and now I'm going to be like unleashing online content left and right. You people (laughs) are not going to know what's hit you. You're going to regret that I did this because now you're just not going to ever get me to shut up. So I've, I've done all kinds of things this past year. One of them with Clarence, um, we, I started to do, um, Star Trek announced that they were going to have 23 weeks of episodes, 10 episodes of Lower Decks, followed by 13 episodes of, Discovery in a big, long run. So I said, oh, we should do like an after show, like a review show. And Clarence did a, a number of the episodes with me yeah. and had a great time doing that. And I'm so glad that you participated with me on that. It was so much fun.
2: Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a whole lot of fun. And um, it was just good to jump on after watching and, you know, a few Trek fans and just <laughs> talk it out. I, I really enjoyed myself. And thank you for inviting me along.
1: Oh, my pleasure, dude. My pleasure.
2: But yeah, so like
1: stuff like that, that's kind of what I've been, you know, filling my time with in the past year.
0: <laughs> so, gentlemen, I have a quick question for the two of my co-hosts here. I've been asking a lot of questions, but before we wrap, I want to make sure you guys don't have any questions that I've not
3: asked. Is the elephant in the room um, celebrity guests? Is that uh, we we haven't asked
0: well, uh, Alan's already going to be on there, right? Oh,
3: um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, he hasn't found a place for the three of us yet. So. <laughs> Just saying. No, but well, seriously, who are who are our, our Who players? That-
1: there's only two lined up so far. And those are the ones that are two out of a four-person panel that I uh, won't say yet. Right. Uh, yeah. And then I've, I'm working on, or going to start working on pretty soon, um, like headliner type of um the actors and stuff like that uh and that will be i don't know hopefully in the next few weeks i'll have that uh worked out and be able to announce nice
3: That's fantastic sure yeah i figured it was probably t- too far out from the date for you to have something locked down but um
1: yeah yeah which is nice i mean it, you know it's nice to have the extra time um but honestly the the other stuff the the masquerade and all that other stuff is a little bit more complex so that's kind of where I've been focusing right now.
3: Interesting, yeah. Well, you know, Christopher Eccleston has rejoined the game, so uh, I'm
1: just—that <laughs> <laughs> is true. Just putting that, that out there. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, uh, well, yeah, it won't hurt to ask, right? I don't know you how to get to in touch with him, but exactly if you figure that out. Then
0: I'll I'll definitely ask. I will just say this: I have a particular
2: fondness for the word spoiler. <laughs> 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 I've noticed. I have a fun funnest for a certain impossible girl, but Hey, <laughs> yeah. mm. She's
3: I, a little busy. Yeah, spoilers. I guess I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, know. I just said that, but I don't know if General Louise can can film something right now any more than anybody else. I mean, um, if we're taking requests, you know. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoilers, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> I I'll second
3: Alex Kingston too, though. I gotta. Yeah,
1: spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people on that level expect a payment for this kind of thing or not. I have no idea. I don't know.
3: Well, I know there are services now where where a lot of people you can dial them up for a hundred two hundred dollars and they'll you know record your outgoing voicemail or something. Right,
1: right, but, uh,
2: right.
3: So that may be the extent of that. In fact, uh, I think uh, uh, Nicola Bryant is one of the people who's uh, up for that kind of thing. So I keep saying we need we need to at least uh, get her to do a discussing who bumper or something.
0: Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm writing that down now because I keep yeah, forgetting. Yeah, Lee, When you get as old as I, yeah. you're, you're not going to remember, you know,
3: you, you, the memory is the first thing to go. That's right. What was your name again? Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We're not supposed to know your name. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> well uh, Alan, I would, I would love to ask about just your quick opinions about the current state of Doctor Who, um, particularly maybe the, the last special or maybe the last season. Just quick thoughts. Is
1: that a quick thing? uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dig <laughs> <animal> worms. <Right. laughs> well, I mean, I really enjoyed the last. I mean, I enjoyed Jody's first season, and I really enjoyed the last season. Anytime you talk about that season, the first thing that people want to talk about is Timeless Child which is not a quick discussion, and I definitely have thoughts about that. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought there were some really strong episodes. The uh, Lone Cyberman story arc was really good. Um, I really liked the Tesla episode. What else? Um, there were some other ones. Oh! Fugitive of the Jadon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a good episode, and it had some definite you know, shocker moments in it, but God, but you—you know—you—you can't talk about that one quickly. I mean, it was a very good episode, Um, but also uh, one that not many people—I don't think—I think it kind of divided the audience a lot. But it was Praxius. I liked it at first. I went back and rewatched it a couple of weeks ago and really enjoyed it. I think Pete, Pete McTie is, um, you you know, I don't understand necessarily the thing that people say about the crowded TARDIS and there's too many companions and blah, 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 you know, because it's only, it's a cast of four people. Every other drama or sitcom or whatever has at least eight or nine main cast members. So I don't know why it seems to be so difficult for Doctor Who to get four people right. <laughs> but I think Pete McTie is the best that we have currently of having that uh that four-person TARDIS dividing them up and giving everybody a significant slice of the story mm-hmm. and a significant contribution to its outcome. So I'm like, he's he's my current uh, writer hero on the show, so but it, anyway, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the The Dalek episode was pretty okay. It was pretty okay. I, I didn't like at the end of it. Um, uh, Ryan and uh, Graham leave, yeah. and I thought the and I was sad to see Graham go. But I thought the the little thing of both of them having like the shared hallucination was just cheesy and stupid. And I, <laughs> uh, it was just you know. It was it was sentimentality that doesn't make any sense and, yep.
3: that really bugged me
1: too. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, not alone. But I, I mean, I've, I've been really enjoyed you know the last two seasons a lot. So you know, it's it's been good. I'm looking forward to the new companion coming in and seeing how that changes the dynamic a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. <laughs> good yeah. question. Good, very good question.
0: Yeah, very good question. Yeah. Very good question. All right. Well, gentlemen, I think it would be appropriate for me to say at this point, Alan, it has been a great pleasure having you on. And while we're still recording, you have piqued my interest. So I would like to extend an invite to you once Hulanta is over with and everything gets calmed back down. I would like for you to come back on and let's talk. Timeless child. Oh, because that's you have
3: piqued my interest.
1: Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: We can we can do 90 minutes on that. Easy. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Easy. Absolutely. No problem. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I would like to go around our virtual TARDIS real quick and say why don't we share something that we're either reading or watching that you would like to recommend to the audience? And Alan, since you're our guest, I will start with you. Something you're reading or watching.
1: Oh, gosh. Let's see. Um, I still haven't seen the final episode of Superstore for a couple <laughs> of different reasons. One of them being that I do not want that show to be over. So, delaying the uh the last episode makes it not over yet um i just finished my second watch through of Shit's creek which is oh my god the most amazing show and now that i finished that now i'm back on uh my favorite sitcom to binge is parks and recreation so now i'm back on that bandwagon now that i finished (laughs) Shit's creek for the second time so um that's that's kind of what i've been doing lately
0: <laughs> all right so before i go on to the other gentlemen i think based on what you just said we need to change instead of the timeless children or the timeless child it should be the timeless babies so heck
1: yes <laughs> i
0: knew you would get that all right so lee shackleford what about
3: you well for various reasons i'm always going back to uh some of my favorite classic sci-fi. So I've been rereading recently The War of the Worlds. And I can recommend to people a fine edition of (laughs) War of the Worlds and Two Other Tales of Mars by H.G. Wells from Cosmic Press. That's spelled K-O-Z-M-I-C-P-R-E-S-S. Just want to say I happen to have an autographed copy, not by H.G. Wells. (laughs) But West, by Alan well, Seiler, yes. Well, let me say this: if Nick, you're listening to
0: us at discussingwho.com, there is a Cosmic Press icon over on the side. Just click that. on it, and it will take you to Aww. the website. Woo-hoo.
3: Well
1: done. That's very sweet of you, Lee. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you.
3: <laughs> it really is an excellent volume. It's just, yeah, those stories are connected. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whether it's immediately obvious that they are, and when you read them in that sequence, it all fits
1: together. It's brilliant. I know. I've, I just I've, love it. I think it's so exciting. Yeah. These separate works are so unintentionally interconnected, and it just ah. makes such a great story. He had a master plan. He did exactly right, just like Art
0: <laughs> Almost like you want to say it must remain connected. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You could say that. that. There you go, or, or maybe you could. I could say that. All right. Clarence Brown, what about you?
2: Uh, I'm going to recommend the latest crossover episodes of the Oz Nine (laughs) podcast. I have no idea what's going on, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's time travel, interdimensional um, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I I enjoyed it. I still don't know what's going on, but I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun to watch. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't think Oz Nine knows what's going on. No. And it's not
3: my fault. But this one is a is a crossover between two shows. And if you're not familiar with either of them, yeah, just dive in and <laughs> just try to figure it out. Because uh huh. Of Thanks. course the regular the regular episodes are a lot of fun too, as long as um there's a, a Roman god running around in the tunnels. So.
2: <laughs> a certain Roman god. A huh? certain <laughs>
3: Roman god, so uh,
2: Yeah, but that crossover episode is um, there are two episodes, and it's Oz Nine and the Mission Rejected podcast crossing over each other.
0: Let me say this, Lee: you and Bonnie (laughs) Brantley have such an amazing chemistry as Donna and Pluto. I
3: got to play a scene with Sarah Golding, who is you know my voice actor hero. So, oh, this is
0: Sheffield. This is Sheffield. Anyway, I love her. All right, just don't tell my two assassins right. that they might assassinate me. Anyway, um, so for <laughs> like, me, <laughs> so, so for me, I would recommend anybody with Disney Plus go out and watch WandaVision. Absolutely loved oh, it, man. Yes. I am still loving WandaVision and different tone, but I am loving Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Me too, so, man.
1: Yeah. It's so good. Um, Falcon is one of my favorite characters going way back reading, you know, Marvel back in the seventies and eighties. I've just been a huge fan of that character for a long time. And I love the way that he's been done in the movies. And now the TV show has just really amped him up so much. And I just digging it. So good.
0: To me, Anthony Mackie is doing to Falcon. Yeah. What Robert
1: Downey Jr. did to Iron Man. That's a really good comparison. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. And I think no, it that, is and i think he's he was kind of a you know a, like a second tier character in the movies i'm so excited to see him in the lead position in this show to really get into his character aside from that the action scenes in this oh, show yeah. are insane yeah. so good oh man and the way that they're doing his his wings are, are, is different than in the movie. They're, they seem less mechanical. They seem more natural. And yeah. man, it, is, it just looks so great.
3: They're more articulate. I now exactly. believe that they'll fold up into that backpack. Yes. That I didn't believe it before.
1: <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> yes. But yeah, man, I think Anthony Mackey is just phenomenal. Yeah. I dig that guy.
3: And the more things I see Sebastian Stan in, the more respect I have for him. I, I was not uh, jazzed by Bucky uh, early on, but uh, now I just can't take my eyes off him. Yeah, And, you know, if he was looking in your direction, he wouldn't take his eyes off of you
1: well, either. <laughs> good point. <laughs> That's
3: but canon. Good. He's fantastic.
0: Well, the thing about him, Sebastian Stan, that I can't get out of my head now is I have seen him dressed up as they've, you know, like said, he needs to be the next Luke Skywalker and whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I can't unsee that now. Yeah. Interesting. He, yeah, yeah.
1: he does have that very similar face. Facial. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, for everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to see you virtually. If you're listening, let us know. Let us know you're going to Hulanta because we will be continuing to talk about it between now and May when it happens. So, Alan, thank you again for joining us this evening. And for everyone listening, we will be back next time. (laughs)